Mentoring Promoter, the podcast which helps people get promoted and be great when you get there. I'm your host, Felicity Fury, CEO and co-founder of We Aspire. Now, when we talk about promoted here, it could be promoted into a more senior position or recognition for someone's work and promoted in their industry. Today on the show, we have the amazing Nicole Brown, engineer by day and epic leader by night. I've had the pleasure of knowing Nicole for a number of years and seeing her incredible leadership journey unfold. What impresses me about Nicole is her ability to lead from a very young age and the amount of accolades and roles that she has compiled in a very short period of time is absolutely extraordinary. She is the former CEO of global not-for-profit RoboGals, currently the co-chair of Young Engineers Australia's National Committee, and is the Australian representative on the Young Engineers Future Leaders Committee of WIFIO. That's the World Federation of Engineering Organizations for those playing along at home. And she has even met the Queen. Welcome, Nicole. It's awesome to have you here. Thanks for having me, Felicity. It's great to be here. Now, I want to dive straight in and ask you, what do you wish you knew before you got promoted or this recognition for your leadership? Because you certainly got a lot of recognition. What do you wish you knew? Well, it's interesting just in terms of, firstly, I guess, one step back in terms of what it means to be promoted. I think when we had an initial discussion about this podcast, it was a word that I guess I didn't particularly align to because I let it, to me, it was all about the job title and what your job title meant and what the role was and how you progressed through different stages of your professional career. But as I think more about it, I realize that the definition of promoted is more than that. It's about how you take the experiences that you've had in the past and use them to, I guess, take on or find new opportunities and support people further develop. So I think when I think back to what I would have liked to have known about leadership when I started was just the importance of open-mindedness and resilience that you're never going to get everything perfect all the time, but the most important thing is to reflect and learn uh, at every stage of your journey and to be able to grow and help others grow with you. Amazing. And looking back over your time, I'd probably say it might even have been a decade of you being in these leadership roles. What would be the most important things that you did that enabled you to get into those positions? And you were CEO of RoboGals while you were still at university. Yes. Yes. It was the, the, that was, I guess, the first major leadership role, I guess, Looking back, I was school captain at school and you had to, at high school, and you had to lead different groups in different ways. But the position at RoboGals was the first opportunity and it really came up being in the right place at the right time and knowing the right people. Uh, but also then obviously I was on the Victorian or the Melbourne RoboGals group at the time and running their regional workshop programs quite effectively. And when I was approached to take on that leader leadership position, it was sort of a no brainer saying that if I, if I said no, would I regret it? And I would have absolutely regretted it. So I didn't particularly know what I was signing up to, but it was all about the, I guess the thought process of going, okay, well, this is, this is an opportunity that's presented itself. Let's take it with both hands and make the most of it. Um, I don't know if that addressed your actual question. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I love that question. It's actually been a question that's had me quit a job before, which is, would I regret regret it if I didn't take this opportunity and go down this path? And for me, that was choosing to go start one of my businesses or go work in my business rather than my day job as an engineer. It's such a powerful one. And yeah, I do not regret that I made that choice, but it was certainly a difficult one to make. When you think about preparing for these kinds of promotions or opportunities, did you have a specific approach? You were kind of involved in the organization with RoboGal, that you've been involved in Engineers Australia for a long time, but did you have a specific, specific approach in preparing for those kind of positions? I think looking back, I did, but at the time I didn't know I had one. So whenever opportunities came up or a, a chance to have a conversation with someone about an opportunity. Looking back now, and I've spent a lot of the last, in particular the last 12 months, really reflecting on decisions made and why I made these decisions and how they're connected to my overall why in life and finding that when when these opportunities presented, I do what I guess a lot of people do in terms of the pros and the cons, uh, usually writing them all down, speaking to my partner and my family around what these options are, then getting to a point where I throw out the list, completely ignore it and go with my gut. So I think for me, I do need a logical process to to, to write things down and and. Um, do things like that but it's the process of writing and the process of reflection that I know what I want to do um, and usually yeah go go with my instincts as to whether it's a good opportunity or not but I will do the research first to get a sense of what could be the flaws and against for a particular opportunity or a decision and speak to those around me that I really respect their decision and it's always nice when you're talking to people that may not be directly involved in the opportunity. They tend to ask questions that you've never thought about. So always, I guess, reaching out to mentors, to friends, to family, and doing that sort of sanity check and saying, what am I missing? Is there another question I should ask? Adding them to the pros and cons list, and then taking all of that and making a judgment based on your instincts. So that tends to be the typical process. I love it. And you sound like someone who really networks with people and asks for people's advice and opinion. And um, you're certainly known in a lot of circles. Is that kind of your natural way of doing things is is being out there and finding those opportunities? Because certainly some great opportunities have come your way. Does that come naturally to you or were you really strategic about that? I wouldn't say I'm strategic. I think I know that uh, there are specific strengths that I have in terms of I am able to, to, I guess, talk to people and establish connections. Sometimes, most of the time, they're positive. Sometimes they're not, and that's perfectly okay. That is life. But I think when I'm going to events, and this is something that I guess I've struggled isn't the right word, but come to realize coming out of these roles is I – I had a tendency early on to define myself by the opportunity that I was living at the time. And so the networking opportunities or forming these connections was always under the under the guise of the organization or of the position. So if I went to an event, I was the CEO of Rubigals, I was there to promote the organization and it just so happened that I was the one doing it so I remembered my name. But it was always about 
the opportunity or the job. Um, with Engineers Australia, it was a, it's about going to these events and this is the role, this is what um, the Young Engineers Committee is doing. And it just was, like, it's just that I was the one sharing it. So I guess I formed the connection, but I always went into the conversations with the intent to promote and support the cause that I was there representing. And when I, I sort of got further along in my career and starting to establish who I was as, as an engineer and who I was as a person, I realized that the importance of knowing knowing who you are and then bringing that to the table and then still sharing all the opportunities and sharing all the groups that you're a part of, but also understanding who you are. So. I never went in strategically. I think I'm starting to get more strategic with these conversations and who I want to talk to. Um, still usually with the proviso of supporting the company or supporting the organization. But I think in the past, I just like talking to people and meeting people and learning their stories and understanding their different point of view. And even through the Commonwealth Queen Young Leaders Program that I was a part of, just you don't know what you don't know. And understanding the the challenges and opportunities for people in different countries of different backgrounds with working in different industries. I'm just genuinely curious and interested to learn more about different areas of the world and different areas of industry. And I think there's just that there is a natural curiosity um, and interest there just to learn more and, and educate myself. Yeah, the driver of curiosity can be so powerful because it's almost like you don't even know you're doing it. And then, you know, there you are down the path uh, with these opportunities and speaking with people and networking. If Imagine for a moment that you didn't have that school captain opportunity at school or you didn't have the RoboGals experience while you were at university and you were kind of starting from scratch again, wanting to you know, get, we say, promoted in the way that we've been talking about it today or getting these leadership opportunities. What would you do? How would you go about starting from scratch again? Pretend no one knows who Nicole Brown is in the engineering world. What actions would you take? It's a, it's a really challenging question because I feel like the opportunities that I've had have created the person I am today. And I'm, I'm not defined by them, but I'm definitely shaped by the opportunities that I've had. So I think if I, if I take a step back and think about if I was brand new into the industry. For example, if you moved to another country and you didn't know anyone, what would I do? I think finding uh, opportunities to network with a broad range of people is a, is a great way to start. But prior to those networking events is actually spend time working out who you are, working out what motivates you, what drives you, what type of person, what type of engineer you are. Because then when you go to these networking events and share, you have a stronger sense of self and knowing, I guess, how you can help other people uh, and potentially how they could help you. So when you look for these opportunities and you have to know what you're looking for, going and talking to people is great and it's, I, like, I genuinely enjoy it, but Sometimes it is nice to have that goal. Is it that you want to increase your network? Is it that you're looking for a job in a specific industry? Is it that you want to be able to support a new not-for-profit, but you don't know how to how to get in or how to start? So, yeah, I think it would be understanding more about who you are and who you want to be within life and in within the industry and then finding opportunities to share that with others uh, and learn from others. So I think they would be sort of the starting points. 
I really like what you shared around. It almost is, you know, going with an intent, intent or a goal. So when you're going to a networking event, not just turning up for the sake of turning up, but actually having a purpose while you're there. And I think that's something often people miss is is having a reason to have the conversation, a reason to turn up. And it could even be something like, I don't know what my goal is right now, or I'm thinking about being an electrical engineer in the renewables energy, and I don't know what it's like. I just want to learn a bit more about that. You know, can you tell me about your day job or your career? And you can open up that conversation because there is that real purpose behind it. My last question for you is what would be one piece of advice that you would give someone uh, wanting to do the things that you've done and get promoted just like you, Nicole? The one piece of advice I would give is to be authentic with who you are, to be genuinely yourself. So whether that requires a bit of self-discovery work and it's something I think we're continuously working on, but just knowing who you are as a person and who you want to be. I recently rediscovered or redefined what my why is in life and why I kind of get up every day. And to share that, my why is to be proud of who I am so I can make the world a better place for myself and others. And I get up every morning and everything that I do, I do to know that I, I, I can say that I'm proud. And so to be that genuine person that people see um, is to know more about yourself, but just to be who you are and be proud of who you are um, would be the one piece of advice. So I just that was going to be my last question, but you did make me think, you know, what I think is really great about your story is that, you know, you went and became the CEO of RoboGals and you thought there was this idea of what a CEO should look like. And then you've discovered along the way what your skills and strengths are. And I guess you would say it's not, you know, sort of, I guess, a traditional what people would think a CEO is like. And I've heard you say that you prefer to kind of be the two I see. Tell us a bit about that journey for you and it really leads into identifying for yourself authentically who you are because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there looking at leadership roles and going oh I guess I want to but I don't want that it's interesting because at the time I guess the CEO position was the one that was was on offer and I had an amazing amazing person as the the two I see at the time they were so good at what they did and we bounced off each other extremely well uh as I progressed through through Robo Girls um one of my one of my colleagues sort of said to me at one point we weren't agreeing on certain things which is fine we have different opinions but they said to me that I don't think you're CEO material I think you should be chief ops uh, chief operations officer and at the time I took complete offense and felt like I was an absolute failure and it took it took a lot to be able to I guess work through that. And I'm talking, this was six years ago, and I'm at a point now where I completely acknowledge that they were actually right. And it's not that I, ca I can't be a CEO, it's that I prefer the operations. I, I can lead a company and I can set strategic goals and I can look for those bigger picture thinking, but that's not where I that that's not where my strengths are. I prefer the operations, the process, the uh, the management, the project interface side of things so much more and as a result I'm stronger in that area so it was a long journey it was a long journey of self-discovery but you don't have to be the face of something to be a leader you don't have to be the CEO to to be yeah 
to be in a leadership position, leadership comes in all shapes and forms and it's about figuring out where you want to be. And I will be forever grateful for my colleague for pointing that out, even if I didn't respond very well at the time, because I now am much more comfortable and feel genuine in the roles that I take on. So it was a long, it was a long journey and it took quite a few years to process, but I have processed it and I feel much better for it. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Nicole. I think the key takeaway from me is really authentic and purpose-led leadership to whatever that looks like for you, whatever role you want to take on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on the Promoted Podcast and for all those listening, we'll see you in the next one.